The Motivational Moments podcast is made possible by the generous sponsorship of Prime Information Security, online at www.primeinfosec.com, and with the support of our many subscribers. Thank you. Hello everyone, here I am again, Linda Ockrell-Jenner, with another Motivational Moments podcast. Well today, I'm very happy to say that we have um, the return of Tanya Ryman from Platypie Designs, who actually was um, one of our first uh, companies to be interviewed a couple of years ago. And Tanya has very kindly agreed to come back on and tell us all about how her business has been growing. Hello, Tanya. Hi, Linda. How are you? Tanya, I'm doing just well, thank you. And I'm delighted that you were able to come back and fill us in on how your business is um, is growing. So for the, for the listeners who... Um, didn't hear our last podcast, Tanya. Could you just introduce yourself, um, the name of your company, where you're situated, and uh, how long you've been in business? Sure thing. Um, I'm Tanya Ryman from Platify Designs, Inc., and um, I own and operate a website design and development business in the south end of Guelph. Um, I have been in business almost six years now, and it has seen a variety of changes. It used to be a sole proprietorship, then a partnership, and now it's an incorporation with five staff, um, and we service small to medium-sized businesses. Um, it's sort of a niche market for us, and we're able to provide website design and development for people in the Guelph and local area as well as outside of this area. Wow, a lot has happened. If my memory serves me right, I believe it was 2006 when we last spoke on the podcast? It was, yes. It was a while ago. Wow, so what an inspiration for other companies out there, other business owners who are thinking, where could I be in two years' time? So one of the questions I'd love to ask you is, um, have you actually written a business plan this time because if my memory serves me did you write a business plan the first time and if so did you change it for the second time no believe it or not I didn't actually have a business plan um, it was one of the things that I had promised to write I believe at the end of our podcast session I promised that I would write one as I believe that they are uh, very much a business essential and gives you a true north and I see a lot of startup businesses go through that process and I never had. So at the end of our podcast session, I made a promise to myself that I would and <laughs> our business grew and grew and grew and I didn't have the time and then as we incorporated, um, we needed to write a business plan so that we could go to the bank for further financing. And so the business plan was written. My presentation was on it at the end of June, and I'm waiting to hear back. Wow. Now, may I ask, um, incorporation, a lot of people may not understand why you incorporated or when to incorporate or how it helps you. So would you be able to give us some very simple um, answers to those questions? 
I, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the incorporation process, for the most part, was actually done based upon our assessment of uh, legal liability. Um, we happened to have been a partnership, and it was, or and it still is, my husband and I that run the business with other staff. And being that we work out of our home, and so it was our staff, the possibility of getting sued is is always there and it made us uncomfortable that a lot of our assets were on the line if indeed someone were to sue us. So the incorporation decision was a relatively easy one as we started getting a little bit larger and starting to ask questions from lawyers and accountants and sort of asking them, well, what were their thoughts? Um, in the end of it all, it actually ended up being... Um, it was a smooth process. It was excellent. And I highly um, recommend people to sort of talk to their accountants, talk to their lawyers, and get uh, their recommendations from them on what they should do. There are some really unique cost savings that can happen and different taxation levels that can happen for business owners if they're incorporated, um, if they keep the money in the business and keep reinvesting it in the business, uh, the taxation levels are lower. So there are definitely some advantages, but it really depends on your cost or your, your money flow and what you're bringing in as opposed to what you're taking out. And then it also gets a little bit different when you have staff and benefits plans. But um, all in all, I believe the decision we made was a good one, and I feel I can sleep better at night knowing that there's a company that's an entity rather than myself on the line. Okay, that makes sense. So obviously with growth, with growth, which is wonderful and being even more successful than two years ago, there comes uh, lots of changes. So obviously financial changes in the fact that you are obviously um, making more money than two years ago, but also you have to pay out money to become incorporated, but that would save you money or um, ultimately because obviously no one wants to be sued so that that's really good um, a lot of our listeners would want to know about that and you've explained it in a really easy easy manner so one of the questions I was going to ask you was what's changed in your business since we last talked and um, you, you keep mentioning that you now have how many people working for you there are five of us in total. It's two business partners and three staff. Okay, so when when we talked two years ago, how many did you have on board then? I would have most likely had two business partners and one staff. Oh, so more growth. And, and what kind of staff have you taken on? And are they virtual staff or do they work at your, your corporate office? They actually, believe it or not, we uh, we have all of our staff work out of our house. We did have someone virtually, but they decided uh, they needed to move on to different things. So unfortunately, we've actually had to see some staff go and new staff come on. Initially, our first staff member was a web developer um, so that they could do the programming. Um, we were bringing in a lot of projects that needed a lot of manpower. I could keep up on the design end and the sales end, but, uh, but the developers were swamped. Um, since that point, we've hired a designer on staff so I'm no longer the resident website designer, which was an interesting shift as I actually got into business so I could do website design full-time. <laughs> um, 
So it was, uh, that was a very large growth um, experience for myself to see if I could let go of that component and really get into the marketing communication side, which I've, I've managed to do actually quite successfully. The transition went well, but I had a great designer that took over the job. And I now have an administrative assistant that will train clients, uh, give, uh, make appointments and, and settle my clients in for meetings and prepare meetings and all that. So Wonderful. I've actually, I've got a, great support staff now to allow me to do what I need to do, which is sell our services. Wonderful. So you'll soon be in the market for um, going to the conferences and um, having the conferences come to you guys and team building and all those kinds of things as you grow with more people working for you. That's very exciting. How, how do you all do you all work well together? Do you ever find there's any conflicts? Do you ever find... Um, I mentioned corporate office, and obviously you work from a home office. Do you find any challenges as you grow with that kind of scenario? Um, there's always... Yeah, I mean, there's always challenges when it comes to having a, a home office. Um, a lot of people probably have a, a thought in their head of, oh, well, she has, you know, she's working in her basement along with four other people. We actually um, have a house that has all of our staff on the main floor and above. They all have their own offices um, and their own unique creative spaces to work in. There's naturally always um, some kind of adjustment period based on how where they've come from and and how they match all the personalities. When we do our hiring process, we look for skill sets first to make sure that they can do the job or that they can learn to do the job. So we do hire a lot of uh, students that are either just graduating or will be graduating uh, from local colleges and universities. Um, and then there's an adjustment period, but we normally hire based on, at that point, personality to make sure that they understand our corporate culture, they respect our corporate culture, but they also understand that we ask them to work um, as hard as we ask them to play. Um, there's a lot of work and there's a lot of people here that have to work incredibly hard and at a lot of different things that they never thought they'd have to do. <laughs> um, but everybody has to pick up the slack and everybody has to um, be very multitask oriented. And um, we've had a variety of different people sort of coming in at our doors. We do personality testing um, just within our own departments to try and figure out how we will mix with each other. Um, that's after we've been hired just to sort of figure out, all right, well, how do you like to be communicated with? Is it via email? Is it MSN? Do you prefer voice? And then we respect each other's wishes and communicate along those lines. Um, and then from a team building standpoint, I mean, we have the ability and we have the flexibility of, of basically calling a time out at any time given any time given in the day where if someone's really tired or stressed or um, needs a break from what they're doing they're more than welcome to call a time out anyone who wants to go and play ping pong or um, watch a bit of TV or play rock band or whatever it is can take the 15 20 minutes that they need to themselves to refresh reorganize regroup and then head back to their desk so that really does help the, the tension level because you never get to that tension level of frustration. 
um, they know that they're allowed to release their frustrations in creative ways rather than at each other. Wow. I can imagine after this podcast, all the um, the local talent. Um, actually, I'm going to use a, a term that Ian uh, um Klugman used from Community Tech when he did um, a presentation for me a couple of weeks ago. He said, they keep come stealing our young. The um, the people keep and come and steal our young. And um, I can imagine that's what you'll be doing a lot of Tanya in the future. But after listening to some of the um, the concepts of how you work and how they can take time out, it sounds uh, a very energetic but also a fantastic place to work. So it seems like you have a lot of fun. Now, I remember also when we last talked that um, I kept referring to you as the networking guru. I don't know whether you I don't know whether you like me doing that, but today you've mentioned that one of your biggest um, areas that you work on is going out and getting the sales. Is that correct? Absolutely, I am the sales, marketing, and communications department here. Yes. So, would you say you're um, the the way you actually go and get the sales now or your networking plan, has any of that changed over two years? Do you do anything different? Have you found any new ways of, of getting business, getting clients? I'm not sure I would say I, I found anything new. I definitely am paying attention a lot more to where our clients are coming from and how we're um, getting them and how we're retaining them. Um, there are certain things. Uh, we do a lot more sponsorships now, I guess, um, because we do have a little bit more uh, income at hand and uh, we really do need to get out in front of certain audiences. There's other uh, groups where I, while I like the social dynamic of it, the cost benefit to the company really wasn't apparent. So um, I did have to sort of take my exit strategy on certain groups and focus elsewhere. Um, but I would I would say that the, the networking itself hasn't really changed all that much. I'm still very much a face-to-face, person-to-person kind of networker. Um, I still go to many, many seminars on how to network. I give seminars on how to network and keep reading just to make sure that that I'm still within the, the social norms um, and just still find out more about personalities. I mean, it's an endless stream of books that you could read to figure out how to shake someone's hand in a room. Who are they? How do they function? Would they prefer to be asked to sit at a boardroom table or would they prefer to be asked out for coffee? And it's I'm getting more into the people dynamic of it by watching them and seeing how they interact with people and then melding my um, style to theirs as I walk up to them. And that's that's actually been a fascinating little experiment that I've been doing over the last little while, and it's quite effective, um, and there's programs to do that. So I haven't changed much, I don't think. I probably am a lot more involved now. I tend to, it's the summertime now, so it's a little bit less busy, mm-hmm. but on average, I'm probably at about six or seven networking events a week. Now, would, um, you, would, so you, would you say that when you first entered um, the world of networking as the prime person for getting the sales for your company, would you say that when you went out initially, maybe, I don't know, four or five years ago, networking, were you primarily looking for clients then versus uh, building relationships? Do you, do 
do you find that the two are different initially when you when you meet somebody? What is your your take on that? Well, I think when you're first starting out, I think the initial um, the initial feel of what you want to do is to get clients, um, and I think everybody defaults to that primary feeling of I need business, I need to keep this alive, I'm just starting out, I need to tell everybody and anybody who will listen about my business. And as you get a little bit more seasoned and hopefully you attend some networking events and somebody hopefully is watching you or suggests a, um, a seminar, you start to realize that it really isn't about you, it is about the relationships. But I think everybody falls into that trap initially. I know I did it at first and I still find myself talking a lot more than I probably should in a conversation, but I'm also a lot more of an alpha in a conversation. So I do have a tendency of of dominating a conversation that I really do have to learn a lot to just sort of hold back and start asking questions. So relationship building definitely came a lot faster to me just for the fact that I ended up at a lot of seminars and there were a lot of people who guided and coached me and basically took me under their wing and said, here's how it's done. And which, which, I'm hoping to be able to pass that on. <laughs> and that actually leads me very nicely into another important question I'd love to ask you. And who do you look up to and uh, who are some of your mentors? I would have to say the mentor that I remember from when I first got into Guelph was a lady named Ramona Ostrander. And she ran her own business, Clarity Connects, and she actually now is the executive director of Junior Achievement. Um, she has been a constant uh, inspiration to me, and watching her work a room um, is just is magical. And and I have had the opportunity to serve on a board with her and just watch her and and learn and and figure out how it's done so elegantly. Um, she, in turn, learned that from Donna Messer, um, who was the founder of Orange Crate, uh, the, the condiment um, store, the condiment makers. Um, and I've had the opportunity to actually befriend Donna Messer as well. So those two people, I would probably say, are the ones that have shaped my networking skills. The business skills, I probably would have to say that my mentors would definitely be the uh, Doug McMillan from McMillan Marketing Group. He has been um, phenomenal in having a business that was further ahead than mine, but a corporate culture and a respect for their employees that I knew immediately I wanted to mimic. So I've had a wonderful relationship with him in learning how to meld my business along the lines of his. Um, from an inspirational standpoint, I would actually have to uh, count yourself among them um, <laughs> in that I've never known anybody to have as, as many trials and tribulations, but the tenacity to just continue to move forward, keep going, not stop and just make oh. sure that the message of of you know survival is out there and that has been 
I mean, that's one of the primary reasons I continue to uh, go to SBCN. I just, I I love the environment that you guys create. Well, well, thank you. Yeah. That means a lot. If, um, if, uh, one of the questions, I guess, this may be a bit difficult, but, you know, please don't be shy. Um, what would you think that is one of the nicest compliments people would give you or people are saying about you who knows Tanya Ryman, Platypie Designs? What do you think people are saying about you? In nice things. <laughs> I was going to say, good things are bad. No, nice things. What would be one of the things that you'd like the people out there to be saying about your organization and you primarily because you are the face of the organization? And don't be shy about this. I'm hoping that people will, uh, or that people are saying that Platypi Designs and the people that make up this company are passionate um attention oriented and very customer oriented in that we want to make sure that every client is is getting what they need at the right time for the right solution for their business at that very moment and the ability to have an expandable solution and know that we are here as a collective to help um we really are absolutely enthralled with almost every company that comes walking through the door because there's it's always different it's always new and exciting and we get to enjoy the successes of other people's businesses so i'm hoping that they actually see that aspect of it from running a business um and from how we actually handle our team and so on and so forth i've heard a couple of different times that we're the mini google which i've actually which has actually put a really big smile on my face Aww. and that, and and i've just been so touched by people that have actually said things like that because it not that I could ever do anything to the magnitude of what Google does but I, I've put a lot of um, energy and time into making sure that my staff know that I'm fully accessible at any time and that I need them to be trusting of me and know that I have their best interest at heart and that if there's ever an issue, that they can always come to me and I will try and do the best I can to help them achieve their goals, which may not necessarily be, you know, to be a master website designer when they grow up. Mm -hmm. They may want to do something entirely different, but Mm -hmm. I will foster whatever I can so that they become as great as they can be. Oh, that's wonderful. Now, how do you keep... um tabs on um, clients, uh, what kind of follow-up do you have with your clients once you've uh, actually completed the contract, the work's all finished? Do you have an assessment? Um, do you just keep in contact over the phone and email? What, what kind of process do you have after the um, the work is all completed? We definitely do have a process in place for that, and it's uh, it's fairly extensive. We make sure that a thank you letter goes out to them, um, thanking them for their business and asking for feedback in a customer service survey, um, and we make sure that we follow up to make sure that package ar- arrives safe and sound because it has some uh, it's got some promotional items, some pens and pads and things like that as well. So we make sure it arrives safe and sound, and um, and then after that point, we have a uh, client manager 
management system that will remind me to contact our clients every three to four months. So it is a mandate of ours that every three, four, or six months, depending on who the client is and, and what their requirements are, we make sure that we touch base via phone or email um, that way. The other thing is, is the fact that I've been I, I've been in Guelph for a long time. I've had the ability to befriend most of these people and get them involved in networking groups or they were already there. Mm-hmm. So I actually get to see them more often than not through networking events to catch up and see how things are going. So we never actually, there's a very rare situation in which a client will call us up and say, oh, well, I haven't heard from you in a oh. while. There's something I've wanted to do. Normally, yeah. they'll find me at a networking event and go, you know what? I've had this idea. Can we talk? And then we book a meeting and so on and so forth. So Brilliant. that's our policy. Brilliant. Because there are so many companies out there today that are basically just in it for that one time. They they process the client, they, they finish the work, and then you never hear from them again. And then you may phone them up and say, I do have a problem. And they say, well, we're rather busy. So um, I'm in about about town kind of gal like you Tanya and I must admit wherever I go uh, not just recently but over the past couple of years I don't think there's anybody I know who doesn't know you and your company and who um, everybody thinks very highly of you as I do and um, you like a burst of sunshine a burst of energy you're very motivational very inspirational and you've always got time for people which means a lot to me we're on, on really tough days and, you know, everybody has a tough day. What gives you the energy to keep going? Um, it's a good question because, you know, there, are, there definitely are some tough days. There are days where um, you, don't, you didn't get the check-in that you thought you would and someone told you it was in the mail two weeks ago. Those days are... Are, are frustrating. Um, I would say that it it was a lot harder to pick myself up off the ground when the company was smaller. Um, you just didn't. It, it it was just tough to rely on yourself to pick yourself up. Although I could do it, I have and I've been blessed with the most amazing team. Um, and truth be told, I, even if I've had the worst day ever, I can still write down a list of things that I am grateful for that day. And it could be just as simple as a smile from one of my staff or somebody asking me, hey, could you, you know, use a hand with this? And they're always there. Um, so I, I really do look at my staff as my friends and my family, and they really just give me the energy to keep going. Um, wow, that's wonderful. They put a lot of... They put a lot of stake in me. They put a lot of their lives on me in that I need to deliver um, a good, safe working environment because they're buying houses and, and and starting their lives, and it's so exciting. And I just think about that every time I get depressed or, or sad and then realize, you know what, oh. I don't have the time to do that because they have a life to build, and it's my job to make sure that they can build it. So, Tanya, when do you actually take time for you? When do you actually try and balance your your life, your time, so that you have a little bit of Tanya time? I'm hoping you're going to say that you do that. 
I definitely do do that. My vacation schedule is probably a little bit different than my business partner. My business partner takes a little bit longer to wind down and wind back up. Um, I need planned activities in order to make sure that I take time out for myself. So I am highly involved in salsa dancing, which I do recreationally as well. I have been training for the past year in Samoa to run half marathons and marathons. So I've run two half marathons so far, and I'm gearing up for a marathon at the end of September. So that, believe it or not, as sad as that sounds and as scary as that sounds, that is my downtime to run 23-some-odd kilometers on a Saturday to for my goal to run 42.2 in September. <laughs> That's not sad. That's magnificent. You're, you're doing something you enjoy. You're actually doing exercise, which is good for the health and wellness part of it. Um, and it keeps you happy. That's not sad at all. I know people in business who work 24-7 and never see the light of day, and that doesn't get us anywhere. Well... I'm absolutely over the moon that you've taken some time this evening from your busy life to come along again and and inspire me and all my listeners. And you are one of the people that I do look up to as um, a good example of how a business can grow, a business can move forward. And when I do have clients come to me for coaching, personal development, business development, I often mention your company as one that I believe started slow and then had a big rush and then slowed down again and then kind of plateaued and now you're on the up again. And and like you've just said, you never gave up. You kept on believing in it and networking and hard work got you to where you are. So I think you should feel very proud of yourself, Tanya. Thank you so much for those kind words, but I couldn't have done it without everybody else behind me. (laughs) So for the future, plans for the future, I'm guessing knowing you well that you're already planning at least a year ahead. What, What do you see for your business in the future? Well, we are definitely heading into our busy season, busy season, which is September to December. Um, so I would imagine that uh, we will definitely be gaining either one or two employees. Um, I'm hoping actually to hire another person on in September, um, as I found two designers that I really don't want to do without. Um, so I would imagine that we'll probably be at six to seven employees come a year's time from now. I'm still working out of my home as this is the environment that I like best. And we're installing a a benefits package for our staff, which is very exciting. Um, And we're just going to continue to do what we do best, which is connect with our clients and get the message out there that we are um, we're there to help. Wow. So when you look back on the past years from starting a business, growing a business, being where you are now and looking to the future, do you sometimes just go, wow, I did it? We did it. I definitely definitely have those moments. Um, I actually, believe it or not, it wasn't me that wanted to grow the business. I've always just wanted to have a very, very, like an incredibly small company 
of, I was actually quite happy when it was just my business partner and myself, <laughs> um, but uh, he really wanted to grow the business he saw, and he had a vision that uh, exceeded what I thought I was capable of managing, and with constant persistence and encouragement, he has... Uh, he enabled me to grow past that sort of initial vision of two to three people, and I'm now probably at the vision of about seven to eight is where I'd like to be. Um, I, I, yeah, it's it's definitely been an adventure. It's been a trip. It's the highest highs of my entire life to the lowest of lows of my entire life, and I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. So I suppose oh. that means I'm a serial entrepreneur, <laughs> but that's just the way it goes. <laughs> I, I can't let you off easy without um, mentioning that I know you um, always seem to be um, – in, in line for an award, um, and you normally are, you know, the recipient of various awards. Could you name just a, a few of the most recent awards that Platy by Design has um, actually um, been the recipient of? I definitely can. Most recently, actually, which would have been the end of June of this year, um, I received uh, the Guelph Mercury Top 40 Under 40 Award. Uh, they chose 40 candidates under 40 that uh, were helpful in the community, and Platypie Designs and myself were included in that bunch, so that was a great honor. Um, we have received the President's Plaque for Exemplary Service from the Guelph Chamber of Commerce for our volunteer commitments through that. Um, in the past, the Platypie Designs has received um, Guelph Awards of Excellence for uh, our ability to focus on our people and our team, customer service uh, awards as well, entrepreneur or youth entrepreneur of the year, and personally, um, I was actually nominated as a woman of distinction um, two years running. So it's uh, it's it's been a, a long path of uh, of awards and uh, and recognition for which I am grateful for the community for seeing the efforts we put in and actually volunteering um, us for these awards. So it's been uh, it's been very humbling, but it's also made me realize that I need to do more and continue to do what I do in order to make my community stronger. Um, for that's the only way we're going to succeed. Well, I'm going to say congratulations for your most recent award. And you do keep quiet about them. You don't go running around telling everybody. And I'd like you to sometimes, you know, tell us more about these awards, especially at um, the Small <laughs> Business Community Network Group when you have got time to attend. And I really am grateful any time you can come. But I think it will give the newest, newer business owners as well as the um, the business owners who've been going for a few years, it'll give them such um, a thought of inspiration, knowing that if Tanya can do it, they can do it. So congratulations, and you mustn't hide yourself under a bushel anymore. You've got to go around telling everybody <laughs> how wonderful you are, because we all know you are wonderful. And uh, maybe in another couple of years, we'll be back here again. Um, talking I would to, like that. I would like that too. And if ever your business partner wants to stop working for a couple of minutes, we'll see if we can get him to uh, say a few words. That would be quite phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
well, he is a little bit phone shy, and actually, believe it or not, he is in northern Ontario working at this point, and he's going on holidays next week. <laughs> I think he deserves a holiday. Well, I know I've... Um I've met your partner once and a lovely, lovely man he is. So for all my listeners out there, I thoroughly, um, I, I'd love you all to to listen to this podcast time and time again and take from it what Tanya's given to you, a very honest, um, and again, I'm going to use the word inspirational um, dialogue of, of how you started your business, how you grew your business. And you've, you are a very humble person, Tanya, and I think that's part of your charm. I think you're oh, very... Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, 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 could list off, I could list off loads of nice things to say, all true. You're authentic, you're, you're you all the time, you're helpful, you're honest. You're, I think you're one of the nicest people in business I've ever met, so I hope that you stay that way. And, and this cutthroat business doesn't ever rob you of that, that lovely personality you've got, and I doubt it will. And um, thank you so much, and I will mention that we do have, um, I'm a woman of many hats, as most of my listeners know, and um, the Small Business Community Network Group, for the second year running, we are hosting the um, Small Business Showcase, a Bridges to Better Business uh, trade show again, and this year we are very happy to have on board Platy by Designs as one of our sponsors, so thank you, uh, Tanya, for helping us out. We it's my pleasure. I'm very excited. Well, thank you. And you've been um, a great supporter of the network group from day one. You always have. So, again, I'd like to thank you for that. And um, for those of you out there who live in the um, Guelph, Kitchener, Waterloo, Cambridge, any area that Tanya operates in, actually, look on. Oh, Tanya, please, yes, give us your website address. Absolutely. It's www.platypiedesigns.ca. That's P-L-A-T-Y-P-I designs with an S.ca. Or you can look up in Google Guelph website design and we should come up close to the top. So what I want my listeners to do is take a look at the website, see um, a little bit more uh, detail about what Platypi Design has to offer. And I know an awful lot of my listeners do come from uh, Ontario, let, let alone Canada and worldwide. So if you're looking for somebody exceptional and somebody um, honest and authentic and a really um, fantastic business, I would say look to Platypi Design. So thank you, Tanya, for your time. I'm going to let you go now because I know you're a busy lady. And um, good luck in your future endeavors. Thank you so much, and thank you very much for this opportunity, and uh, I look forward to seeing you at future networking events and at the uh, at the conference in October. Well, thank you, Tanya. You have a good evening. You too. Goodbye. Bye-bye.